Welcome to the Run for God Run Club, where you will find God in a runner's space. Welcome to the Run for God Run Club. This is your one stop each week to be motivated and inspired to get off the couch and onto the running trail where you can in turn inspire others to do the same. Let's learn, laugh, and leap into running together, giving God the glory for what we are able to do in His name. Amen. I am your running host, Dean Thompson, and we are back from an incredible incredible weekend with Run For God, folks. Once again, it is Run For God founder, Mitchell Hollis. Thanks for having me, Dean. Man, what a great weekend, huh? It was pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So many stories. We'll get into that a little bit later, but yeah, I just, it's a humbling weekend. That's what I told somebody. I said, my takeaway is it's very humbling because I think for you and I both, we realize we can't do that. We can't, we can't create what happened this weekend. Yeah. That's, it's, it's, it's a testament that this ministry is much, much bigger than you or I or Gay and Holly and, or anybody involved in this. It's, it's much bigger than all of us. Yeah, and there were a couple of moments in particular for me yeah. personally yeah. this weekend that just smacked me upside the head and made me, made me so thankful. But again, like you said, so humbled. And then Charlie finished the weekend off by stomping on our toes. So. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Which was good. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so before we get started, let's talk about our sponsor for this week. Again, we say this every week, but if you are a if you own a business out there and you would like to support Run for God and allow us to support you, uh, you can send an email to runlanehollis at gmail.com. Lane will get you all the information on how to become one of our partners. But this week's partner is Gathered Goods. Gathered Goods is a special kind of produce market. It only happens a handful of times a year. Uh, and I'm sure that's about to be coming up right now, but it's ran by a, a local household named Casey Carpenter, who's a great friend of mine. Um, they produ- provide the freshest produce shipped in just days before the sale, sometimes even the day of. The variety of goods they bring um, is really just unreal. It's really a great organization, so be on the lookout for the next produce run by Gathered Goods. It will be worth every penny. And, Dean, you know, this came as a result of Casey really trying to help the farmers of Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, Casey's a state representative here in our state, and uh, he uh, he started traveling the state and buying up produce back during COVID when everything shut down and the farmers were we're really hurting um, mm-hmm. because all the schools and everything that a lot of this produce goes to was shut down. Uh, so he started this, and uh, it's really a sight to see here in Dalton when he does that. It's it's amazing. He's organizing people from all over the state, and he's boxing this stuff up. And um, something only Casey could pull off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Such a well-oiled machine when it's when it's taking place. It is. I mean, you literally get in line and you, where there's there's 60 cars in a line and you think, oh my gosh, this is going to take forever. And the line just keeps moving. You run right through there. Somebody opens your door, throws the stuff in there, and you're off on your way. I yeah, mean, and it's, it's like 20 bucks or something. I yeah. mean, it's cheap. Yeah. Very cheap for what yeah. you get. So yeah, uh, it's pretty kudos neat. to Casey and Gather Goods, the whole team down there. He has a lot of people volunteering and helping him do that. Yep. Um, so yeah, go check them out. That's awesome. Well, Facebook posts obviously were plentiful this past week um, after the mm-hmm. weekend and I was looking through all of them and it's so hard to, to I wanted to share one and it's hard to come yeah. up with one it is. you know and so I, I this is a, a nice short one 
um, came from Ben Reed. Um, and again, a household name for us. Gwen and I are back home in Ohio this evening from the Run for God 5K weekend. My cup is overflowing. I'm at a loss for words to describe it all. You all are such amazing people of faith. Thank you, Team Run for God, Mitchell, Holly, Gay, Dean, for all you did to bring us together. Thank you, Run Club, for your stories this weekend. You are strengthening my God connection, and for that, I will be eternally grateful. I have been and will continue to pray for you in your journeys ahead. So many great posts. And this one just kind of gathered them all together yeah, and just, just kind of put every, put a little button on it, you know. Um, when he says I'm at a loss for words, you know, that was just kind of my sentiment. Mm-hmm. I've, I've t- run into people this week and then we've talked about it and somebody asked me, you know, how, how'd your weekend go? And you, what do you say? Because yeah. it was so awesome. I mean, like I said at, at the outset of this podcast, I bullet it down to one word really. And it's humbling. Yeah. Um, you know, I, 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 I put a post up, I think it was thursday night maybe we had a group of people get here on wednesday they showed up to many of them helped volunteer um and i went to a um they were having a birthday little get together and so they asked holly and i to stop by for cake and ice cream after uh, the birthday celebration and holly and i went and they were all staying in one house and uh i walked in that house and there were people let me Forgive me if I miss one, but I think in that one house there were people from Georgia, uh, Alaska, um, Virginia, Virginia, Alabama, Wyoming, and Ireland. <laughs> and when we left, I got in the car and Holly and I were driving home, and I said, "You know, I said that's amazing. Yeah, that in that one house there were so." People from so many different backgrounds, different personalities, different political backgrounds, different, different ages. ages, all coming together for for one reason. And it's it's not run for God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's their love of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And run for God is simply a conduit by which they can share that. And it was just really a pinch me moment when I left that house. Just that this, like I said, this is just so much bigger than we yeah. are, and you know we can't we can't take credit for it. That's that's why this ministry started where it did because you or I, neither one, can take credit for this. Yeah. We're just we're just simply the the loud mouths on the microphones here, <laughs> um, but we're just, we're speaking on behalf of so many people, and that's truly humbling. It's a it's a big responsibility, but it's humbling at the same time. Yeah, it's pretty pretty awesome, and it's it's fun to watch people who they and I, I saw several times when somebody met somebody for the first time this weekend. You know that they had seen on Facebook, but it's over like and they knew again. them already. But yeah, yeah, and the 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 the, the, the fire in their yeah. eyes of oh, you're you know, yeah. it's just it was so cool. Well, I told somebody, I said, you know, we know names and faces, but when we come together, we're putting a voice. Yeah, because you know the names and the faces, but you've never heard them talk. Yeah, yeah. and so that's really cool that we're putting a voice with a name and a face. Many times you hear people say, "I'm putting a, a face with a name." We have those two. Yeah, many times uh, we have some of those on Facebook that they're the, 
they're they're sitting quietly in the background and we we don't hear from them much but they show up yeah and yeah it's just well i thought about what what is it like if you had to describe what it's like i thought about this i thought about it's like you ever run into somebody that you haven't seen in 20 years you know and maybe somebody from high school or something that you haven't seen and you run into that person and just that that joy that you have of seeing somebody you haven't seen and you can't wait to catch up with them you got so much you want to say and that's what this weekend was over mm-hmm. and over mm-hmm. and over right yeah uh, I thought that was a good good way to describe it. And Dean, we had the the coolest thing happen. You know, we have the dinner on Saturday nights. Uh, by the way, if if you're ever if if you've been thinking about coming to one of these, go ahead and mark your calendar. We don't know the exact date, first or second weekend in April next year. Go ahead and mark yeah. your calendar. Yeah. Um, but we have the dinner on Saturday night. We have the the Brooker Brothers barbecue. Uh, which for many people is kind of a treat they don't you know this is true southern barbecue and uh, we have a time where it's kind of i call it a kind of a town hall we just start passing the mics around and letting people share their stories which is which is what's so cool and so i was walking around with the mic and um, the whole time val and, and tom bleakley from ireland came all the way here yeah to to run this race and be part of this weekend and just an incredible couple and uh you know i'm all about the accents you know you've heard me make fun of molly and uh up north and and i just love i love the different accents i love to hear people talk yeah and val and tom were at the top of the list this weekend but i was passing the mic around and i was just hoping one of them would raise their hand and say they have something to say and they they didn't and yeah. so we kind of moved on, and uh, the we had a band there, and the band was performing, and I was standing in the back, and and Val walks up to me, and you know Val, she can't be more than five two, yeah, uh, precious little lady, and uh, she said, I think I have something I want to say, and I said, I was hoping you would, <laughs> and Dean, you, I mean, you, you tell me if I'm wrong, but. It, she was basically the last person to speak of the night because yes. we were about to be done. Yep. And she said, God just laid it on her heart to say something. She started talking, and it's like we couldn't have put a bow any better on the night. Nope. Because she talked about how you know she came here, and her, her own kids were like, you're going where yeah. to run a 5K? Yeah. And that she came here, but she was leaving with friends and family now. Yeah. And that's just that is what this is. This run club, it's running is just a byproduct of what we do. Yeah. And it's the community of believers that we surround ourselves with. You know, that's that's what we that's one of the taglines of of run club is, you know, surrounding yourself with a group of believers who think like you and and want to share Christ and um I don't know. It was just we can yeah. go on and on and on about this weekend, but the point is mark your calendars for next April and come join us absolutely and with all of those stories that were shared only a fraction of those people who shared their stories with us live have written those stories down so that we could share them on this podcast and you know who you are listening to this that's right, right. and so we want to encourage you to put that down in writing and let us share that that story because so many they need to be shared and who knows what might happen i mean just this week we got the first shipment of the uh, running in faith devotions that guidepost just released um these are your stories 
Yeah. And so you you may share that, and it may wind up in in the next um, printed version of devotions. Yeah. And who knows how many people that's going to reach? I'm I'm excited about that. We're gearing up for the the official launch of that by by the time this podcast comes out, it will have already launched. Um, but I think Guidepost is going to bring a whole different yeah. um, clientele. If I don't really like calling it clientele, yeah. a whole new we, group of friends we to all, this yeah, ministry that, that we've it. never reached. Yep. And uh, so that's going to be exciting. Yeah. Yeah. What I liked uh, uh, about this weekend the most is that there's so many people who are struggling with something. Yeah. And they were all very open, not all, but most of them were very open about the things that they struggle with and sharing all of that together. You realize, you know, we, we talk about Paul all the time mm-hmm. and how Paul was, you know, he was still praising God, even though he was in prison. That's we had a bunch of Pauls mm-hmm. there this weekend. Yeah. And that was really cool to see folks that are so strong spiritually. Yeah. Um, and sharing that with everybody. So. And I think people were a little bit taken back that they come to what they thought was going to be the warm south to run a nice warm 5k and it was spitting snow by the end of the end of the race and uh so it was freezing but we had a nice big bonfire for everybody not many people took advantage of that i was surprised yeah uh maybe they just didn't see it but the ones who were standing next to it were very glad it was yes they were Um, it was a great weekend it was well, we did have a trivia question from our last podcast, and it was this. What is the fastest anyone has ever covered the marathon distance while running? And, of course, that question is not as clear-cut as you might think. And mm-hmm. um, you, you had written down the name because you had you knew. Well, you were framing it like it was a trick question. Yeah. Well, and it kind of is. It kind of is. Yeah. It kind of is. Oh, the, the thing is, is the guy that holds the world record for the marathon, Elliot Kipchoge, is also the guy who ran the fastest and covered that distance the yeah. fastest. So that's why I said we had to, you had to put down the amount of time it took because that, that makes a difference. He holds the world record at 201.39 for the marathon, um, but he ran a 159.40. And the only this, person to ever do that. The only person to ever break two hours. And he did that under conditions mm-hmm. that were different. So why is the 159.40 not a world record? Well, there were several things they did at that attempt. Um, and again, the only reason they did it was to attempt to try to prove that somebody could run under two hours. So they had pacers coming in and out. In a normal race, you're not allowed to do that. In a normal race, you have people can be pacers, but they have to be part of the race. Right. In this case, they weren't part of the race. They would rotate these these guys in and out. I think like every 5K or something, a new group would come in and pace them. They also ran right behind a car who did two things they broke the wind and they were at the exact right pace all the time and so it was easier to pace when you've got some something that's in front of you that's going the exact pace you need to go um they waited for perfect weather they were this was actually scheduled to go the day before and they waited a day because the weather was going to be better and it turned out to be perfect conditions um and and they had the you know the the whole this whole super shoe thing mm-hmm. that's come out you know that that all started was born it all started with this sub two hour marathon attempt thing yeah it's trying to fit trying to get every edge they could and um, and of course Kipchoge was the right guy at the right time to be the guy to do it yeah and and what what kind of gets in my crawl about that is you know 
they advertised this for months. I mean, it was it was a big production that Nike and well, it was I for years because they actually they actually failed the first attempt. Yeah, yeah, and Enios I think was the one of the sponsors. But I mean that, but they were very upfront about this is going to be very scientific. It's almost going to be it's as close to a lab as you can get. Yeah, they were very open about this, but you still had the haters out. There. <laughs> yeah. I mean, saying that, well, he had all that. Yeah, he did, but he still ran sub two hours. Yes. So to the guy in the microphone, dogging Kipchoge, how how fast can you run? Yeah. (laughs) Come on. They were very upfront that this was not going to be a world record. Yeah. This was basically a test case to see if it could actually be done. And I really feel that. It can be done now. We've proven that it can be. Yeah. I think within the next 10 years that'll happen on a course. Just because we've talked about this a lot, and I think you might disagree a little bit, but just because the fact is out there now that somebody's actually done it. Yes, it was under perfect conditions, but you've got that we talk about the four minute mile before. You know, it it There's the a mental barrier that's that's been There's overcome. a mental barrier that it can't be done. Yeah. And that has been proven. Yep. wrong it can the human body can run sub two hours now it may be it's a day where all the conditions get replicated and they're running a course like i think london's one of the courses that is typically a world record course and you know all the things are going to have to fall just perfectly mm-hmm. along with that right person to do it but i think i think all of the stars will align one day in a race and but still Kipchoge was the first one to do it. I don't care if he still ran it on his own two feet. Yeah. Outside in the weather. Now, sure, they, they staged some of the events around him, but they didn't do anything to him other than the shoes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, he's, you said it on here before. He truly is the goat. Yeah. Yeah. There's on running. No question about it. It's not even close. The, the, um, there's a lot of courses out there and a lot of times when things can't be counted as world record the boston marathon is is the the biggest one that i think about when i think about some people have run super fast times on the boston marathon course but it can't count as a as a world record and the reason for that is there's a rule called the drop and separation rule Mm -hmm. the drop and separation rule says that the finish line and the start line have to be within a certain distance of each other in order for it to count as a, a course. And the reason for that is, well, a couple of things. You, you could, could run down a mountain. You could run down a mountain. <laughs> yeah. Or you can run with a, you know, with a serious tailwind the whole way, which has happened at Boston a couple mm-hmm. of times where the tailwind, you know, it, it is, it runs west to east. So it's not unusual to have a tailwind at Boston because most well, of the Ryan time. Well, Ron Hall technically, I mean, he has the American record for the marathon, but it didn't count because it was at Boston. That's right. And he had all those conditions. That's that day. right. Yep, yep. Yeah. But with that said, Boston's not an easy course either. No, it's not. So it's kind of, you know. Yeah. That's what makes Boston interesting because, yeah, you can get that that tailwind. But if Boston was a flat course, I can't um, – that, that somebody would have probably already broken two hours on that course. Yeah. You know? Uh, but anyway, that's, that's the way it works. I think um, – the, the American record, um, the, well, the second fastest American ever um, and the, the, who holds the American record still is Khalid Kanuchi. I don't know that I realized that until I started looking at this. I, I, for some reason, I think I still thought that Ryan Hall held the American record 
but he doesn't. It's Khalid Kanuchi, and this is old now. It's mm. back around, I can remember what year it was, 2000 or something like that. It's been a long time. Does I, I probably should know this, but I don't follow running like you do. Does Does America have any top contenders in the marathon men's field right now? No. No. I think they did. No, I mean, when you look at the top, like, let's, I don't even, I don't know the numbers, so I'm just speaking off the top of my head here. But if you take the top 100 fastest marathons ever run, the probably at least 80, probably 90% of them are going to be from Kenya, Ethiopia, or Uganda. Yeah. Um, it, there's just, that it's, they're different there. They've yeah. got abilities that, and maybe it's part of its track. It could be a lot of different things, but. Sure. But anyway, um, yeah, so probably the place where the marathon, I think, you know, the world record ever since 2003, the world record's been broken seven times since 2003, and each time it's been on the same course, and that's in Berlin, Germany. So it's Berlin, that's what I meant to say while I go. Yeah, well, London's fast London, too. Yeah. London is fast too, and there's, there have been a lot of really fast times at London, but Berlin is the place where it seems like most likely that mm-hmm. if somebody breaks two, it's probably going to happen um, in Berlin. And yeah. so, yeah. So it's crazy. It's, it's, it's cool though. All right. Well, we got the uh, 10K kicking off. Yeah. Um, so if you're on the journey from the couch to marathon, the 10K is kicking off. We had the 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 5k kickoff uh, a few weeks back and uh, so we got people uh running different distances now in run club at the same time which is pretty cool you know last year we only did the couch to marathon and uh, we had other people joining us at various various spots but now we have organized virtual 5k going on with the 10k starting right now but let me say this for all of you who just finished the 5k this past weekend who said, oh, I'm just going to step off at the 5K. Rethink it. Yeah. Rethink it. If maybe you got the confidence, maybe you got the realization that, oh, I can go further because that tends to happen. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, step step back on the wagon with us and uh, keep going on this journey. You know, like I said, if maybe, maybe you ran the 5K and you want to walk the rest. That's great, too. Yeah. You know, this club is wide open to walkers now. We don't talk about it as much as we probably should. You know, I'm walking again now. Yeah. So jump back in at whatever pace you want to. And because it's all about the finish line. Yeah. You know, some people here are all about speed. That's awesome. You're all about speed. Yep. But some people here are all about the finish line. Yeah. And that's awesome, too, because there's lessons to be learned in both of those circumstances. So if you're out there, you did the 5K, you graduated maybe a week or two ago, and you're trying to decide what to do, the 10K is ramping up right now. So jump on board with us and, and go through to the marathon. 100%. If your teen is into rock and metal music that makes your ears bleed and your grandmother clutch her pearls, we can help. If your spouse yearns for music from the old days and wants to relive the music of their glory years, we can handle that. If you need a break from the day to spend time with God and recognize His goodness, we'd love to be a part of that. Whether it's rock and metal, classic songs from decades past, or heartfelt worship music, J Radio has you covered. Sign up for an account at jradio.com and download the app in your app store to start listening for free today.
All right, we're back. And hey, don't forget about Thursday nights. If you're if you happened on this podcast and you're just listening to this for the first time or the second time and you haven't really looked into Run Club, you know, if you're part of Run Club, then on Thursday nights, we do a live session every Thursday and it's a lot of fun. And hopefully I get a lot of feedback. A lot of people really appreciate the the running knowledge that we try to pass along on those Thursday nights. And so uh, you want to take part in those Thursday nights. If you don't get a chance to be there live, um, it is on the group Facebook page. So you can always go back and look. But if you're there live, mm. it gives you an opportunity to ask questions. And we've had some guests on there as of late. We have had I some guests on there. Just yeah. last week you had Angie breaking down the, the 5K weekend for that. Yeah. Angie and Rebecca, which that was fun to watch. They just took over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So maybe maybe we'll do more of that in yeah. the future. Um, hey, I had some comments about uh, Lane and Rebecca's podcast. Yeah. People really enjoyed that. I was I was a little nervous how that was going to work out with those two because um, it's it's hard to get a word out of them sometimes. But they were very talkative on that pocket. They did a really good job, didn't they? They did a really good job. And yeah. and I had some adults mention to me just yesterday that they really needed to hear that. And so that's you know so many times we kind of we think people don't listen to our youth, and it's not true. Right. Um, our youth, I call them youth. You know, they're they're grown adults now. Um, but they bring a perspective that many times we don't think about. And uh, so kudos to Lane and Rebecca for, for really pointing people to Jesus through that podcast in their own way. Yeah. Uh, they don't do it the same way we do, uh, but they did nonetheless. And I heard from a lady last night that said she really needed to hear that. And yeah. So um, kudos to them. Yeah, I saw a lot of those um, on on Facebook, and I've gotten some messages from people who, uh, yeah, Again, the injury portion and what, what we were talking about, about overcoming and not not feeling like it's the end of the world, I think a lot of people need to hear that, hey, yeah. look, there's other people that are in this boat. The bigger picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what was your favorite part of the 5K weekend? Was there something in particular that sticks, just sticks out at you? You know, I, it, it's got to be the dinner. Yeah. You know, that's where we can really – we got everybody in one room, all that energy. I mean, there was just, <laughs> there was a ton of energy in that room. But getting to meet people, getting to talk to people, the energy in that room, like I said, and just, you know, nothing, nothing about that night was about running. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I, I said in that post that I talked about earlier, what I was saying in that post was people come from all these different places. They're not coming to run a 5K. Nope. The Bleakleys did not travel across the pond from Ireland to run a 5K. Right. That That is a side dish on this platter of family. Yeah. They were coming to see family that they had never met. And uh, that is just the coolest thing, not only for me to get to meet those people, but to see those connections like you talked about. Yeah. See people meeting for the first time and they're like, I know you, I know you. And yeah. they hug and they shake hands. And it's like, that is just incredible to see how God is bringing people from. You, you see it on Saturday night at the dinner. You see those connect. Yeah, you see it at yeah. the races, but there's a lot of stuff going on at the yeah. race and, and the build up. Um, 
Yeah, Saturday night, hands down, is my favorite part. I, I love how I heard over and over and over again about how special this group is. Oh, I mean, just over and over. And when you look at this group and how they not just, I mean, you see it on Facebook, mm-hmm. you see the, the positivity, but then you see them live and it's no different. It's yeah. nothing but positivity. And it just proves, this is what I love the most about it is it just proves that we as humans, we have the capacity <laughs> yeah. to be positive, right? Yeah. And so we spend so much time in and around negativity and and a lot of times just frankly participating in the negativity and sometimes we're the one that calls it uh, uh, yes <laughs> yeah. yes but it just i love the idea that we we prove yeah through this group that it, the world doesn't have to be that way it yeah. just gives me this hope you know for the future that uh Nobody asked about politics this weekend. No. I don't remember a single person bringing up politics the whole weekend. And you know in a room that large? Yeah. There's every side you can imagine. Absolutely. But yeah, you're right. It never came up, nor should it. And it was just... Yeah, you're right. The the positive, and we're not we're not we're not jumping on the prosperity gospel here. We're we're saying that I mean these people, Jesus was flowing out of these people. Yes. All weekend. Yeah. And that is that's infectious and that's something that you know i hope i can take a big enough dose of that from this weekend to get me to next year for the same night um maybe we need to do it more more than once a year what we're gonna have the opportunity at the end of the 10k which we'll talk about here in a little while yeah but um you know it's it is hard to get everybody together in one room like that really more than once a year but oh yeah you're right it's just it was infectious. Yeah, one of the other things Debbie and I were talking about because I asked her. I said, you know, what are some of the what, what are some of your favorite stories? And of course, she talked about Val and Tom and how as soon as she met them, it felt like they were family right away, and mm-hmm. it was and, and how wonderful that was. Then she talked about this one. Okay, we had one three generation family there, and of the three generations that were there together it was the grandmother the oldest of the oldest generation that was the one that was running the other two came (laughs) to support yeah well after the race and after they had been around all of these people one of the younger ones decided i'm going to do this next time Mm. and the way that it brings families together Mm -hmm. is is really cool too yeah i thought that was a good point that she brought up it is a good point well, all right. Well, we do have a story for this week. And how about a little bit of humor for the story <laughs> this week? Um, I could and, hardly get through this reading it earlier this yeah. morning. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he he has several quotes here, too, which I love. You know, I love two of my favorites. Humor and quotes, I love both. So this comes from Jerry Snyder from Lancaster, Ohio. And it is entitled, My Coach is an Animal. <laughs> A good coach can change a game. A great coach can change a life. That's from John Wooden, legendary basketball coach. Once upon a time, I had a dog who liked to chase cars. When he finally caught one, it took him two and a half weeks to bury it in the backyard. (laughs) But seriously, folks, dogs have a lot of talent. They help hunters find their prey, offer special aid to folks with disabilities, and when necessary, bite the unwelcome intruder. The comic Groucho Marx made this observation. Outside of a dog, man's best friend is a book. 
Inside a dog, it's too dark to read. (laughs) Believe it or not, the study of dogs can offer a marathon runner like me some valuable training advice. For example, have you ever heard the expression, every dog has his day? It means everyone will have have good luck at some point in their lives. Well, that's good news. But here's the catch when it comes to running. You still have to train. That's the secret to having a lucky day. Golfer Gary Player said it best. The harder you work, the luckier you get. So get a training plan, get a coach, get some shoes, and get busy. And about those shoes I just mentioned, I found this proverb from across the sea in Portugal. If you don't have a dog, you hunt with a cat. It means to do the best you can with what you have. A baby Bakila from Ethiopia won the Olympic marathon in 1960 and again in 1964. And guess what? He ran barefoot. That's right. No shoes. Bob Wheeland, who lost both his legs while serving as a medic in Vietnam, has run marathons and triathlons using just his hands to swing himself across the finish line. So if the dog ate your running shoes, so what? You can still run. One of the most important qualities for a runner is tenacity, the ability to just plain hang in there when the going gets tough. Dogs can help a runner understand how important this is. Mark Twain said, it's not the size of the dog in the fight that matters, it's the size of the fight in the dog. And there's the Japanese proverb that goes like this, the dog that wags its tail won't be beaten. I heard a story about a blind man who walked into a store and picked up his seeing eye dog by the tail. He spun the dog around around his head several times, and the store clerk said to him, may I help you? The blind man said, no, thank you. I'm just looking around. <laughs> <laughs> Out there on the trail, running trail, look around, smile, and say hello to everyone you meet. In dog lang- language, that means bark less, wag more. I've got to go now. I'm dog tired. <laughs> Lots of people talk to animals. Not very many listen, though. That's the problem. That comes from Benjamin Hoffer, who is an author. I think I want to meet this Jerry Snyder guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was funny. Some good quotes, too. Yeah. Some some we've heard. Every dog has his day. I think we've all heard that. Uh, but I don't s- guess I've ever really sat and thought about what that means, though. Yeah. Every dog has his day. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And the one that he shared that I really liked, if you don't have a dog, hunt with a cat. I I like that proverb. I think that's pretty cool. Um, Do the best you can with what you have. We can all use a little more of that from time to time, right? A lot of times Mm -hmm. we're just, all we do is we spend so much time lamenting what we don't have sometimes that we could have gotten halfway there if we had just shut up and gone ahead and done what they could with what we have, right? That's true. Yeah. Man. It's like a... But you know those artists who take old junk, you know, and they make something out of it. Maybe it's a recycling thing or whatever. But um, some of it's weird. But some of it's very weird. There's one of those. I'm not big on pallet art. Exa- for example. Have you have you seen the one in Chattanooga uh, yeah. by the Riverwalk? Yeah, it's a it's a area where there's statues and stuff, and it's made out of just. You look at it and you see the price that's on it. You know they sell it there. Yeah, and it's like a hundred thousand dollars, and you're like. That's a car bumper and a radiator <laughs> from a junkyard. <laughs> but it's, you know, yep. to each his own, I guess. But think about that. You took a car bumper and a radiator, and somebody's making a living 
a off, good lift off of they're selling what, it for that yeah off of whatever they can find yeah you know so yeah sure there's a lot of wisdom there yeah i like the one the tail that the dog that wags its tail won't be beaten to yeah. sometimes it's just about the attitude you know um that, that that we have going into whatever we do positive attitudes are almost always more successful than negative ones right talking about the I don't know why this came to mind, but the the dog that chases the car. Have you ever seen the video? And this does not tie into the story whatsoever. But have you ever seen the video where there's a dog on each side of a gate and they're barking and barking and barking? I mean, they look like they're going to just eat each other alive, but there's a gate between them. And they're barking, and then somebody goes and opens the gate. Have you ever seen that? No. They both just stand there and look at each other like... (laughs) What do we do now? <laughs> and it's kind of like the dog chasing the car. What happens yeah. when it catches the car? <laughs> yes. If you stop the car, have you ever stopped a car when a dog's chasing you? Oh, yeah. yeah. They, they look up and they're like, oh, that's not supposed to happen. Yeah, what do I do now? So <laughs> I don't know if there's a lesson in there or not, but it's pretty funny. I'm sure there is, yeah. <laughs> How about a scripture passage from Proverbs sixteen twenty four? Kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. You know, we know that instinctively. You know, we're drawn to positive people. It's why the group this weekend was so great to be around Mm -hmm. because we just have this respect and admiration and need to be around positive people. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I think that's awesome. Well, and I mean, the whole idea of a kind word, and I've tried to do this more and more through the years, but. You know, even in a text message, so many times we send a text message and we we just want to, that's the great thing about texting, right? You, yeah. You just, you get right to the point, which is what I love. Yeah, you know, me too. Like if I'm sending somebody a text, I want to just say, hey, did you get whatever? But I've tried to really include something positive. Like a lot of times I'll say, you know, thank you for all that you do yeah. or hope you're having a great day because those little things matter. Yeah. I mean, it is. It, it, it's very scriptural. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't take but just a second. Yeah. Um, but like I said, the, the part I love about text messaging, getting your point across, is also kind of the, the bad part about it. We, The face-to-face interaction, which we've talked about. But include something in that next text message. You'll be amazed at what it does to the other person receiving that because you never know what that person's going through. and. Yeah. Most of the time, people are dealing with something. We're all yeah. dealing with something at any given time. And, you know, we can't always have a run club weekend, but you can give that positive four or five words at the end of a text or the beginning of a text. Yeah. And how good does it make you feel when you get one of those? You know, uh, if you're out there and you've received, you know how it felt when you got sure. it. Sure. You know, and it's, it's awesome. But and- we're so, you know, we're so time sensitive and driven by schedules nowadays that we we tend to pull away from that a little bit not not because we're just we don't want to do that yeah but if you make those conscious efforts to do those type of things it really makes a big difference i know it has when i've gotten them you know i get a text and you know the person will say something at the end of the text and you're like wow you know they didn't have to do that yeah they chose to do it yeah 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 we it's great to look for opportunity i found an opportunity this this weekend after I was going through and, and looking at the Facebook post from this weekend and somebody had commented about the college girls being there, how great it was that they were there. And so I took their message and I sent it to them and showed them, here's how important it is that you guys are so awesome. 
in when you're out in public and you're representing the college that you're such a positive mm-hmm. person when you're out there because people notice. Yeah. And uh, and I think people enjoy getting to see and meet some of them because, you know, we do talk about them a lot on here. Yeah. And that was that was cool for some people to get to, to yeah. meet them. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. But you know, when, when you talk about treating people kindly, you know, one of the, I've got a serious pet peeve. And when I see somebody, got a pet peeve. Well, You've I've got, got more than one yeah, pet peeve. You know it. Yeah. <laughs> but what one that really bugs me is I despise seeing somebody treat somebody as less than because of a position. Right. People who treat cashiers like garbage because they're a cat, you know, because they can, mm. because they know they don't really have any recourse. Sure. Um, a waitress or a waiter, um, you know, it's people who have tried waitressing or being a waiter. They know. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a tough thing because there's always going to be some of that. Um, so I always try because I know those people get a lot of that. I always try to have something positive to say or do or, you know, if I'm signing whenever I sign a receipt, you know, for a meal, I always write God bless you on it mm-hmm. because I want them to get some kind of positive message good from when you write that, don't you? I do. I do tip <laughs> well. Um, it's funny because when I was young, I didn't tip well. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I, I try to. And it's kind of like the text. It's those little things that yep. you know that 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 waitress, you know, of that restaurant that you're at at ten o'clock at night. Yeah. That person needs to hear that. Yeah. You know. I, yeah, we re- we really need to be we really need to be listening to God in some of those moments because I mean think about it you you, you meet a, a a middle-aged waitress in a, a restaurant at ten o'clock at night she's got other places she would like to be yeah for whatever reason she's there working and that person needs grace and kindness and love even if it's just a few words yeah it can make a huge difference in that person I've seen it before yeah um, and. There's yeah. so many opportunities, right? Right Out in front of us that we yeah. just completely miss so many times. Right. And, and you mentioned it before. We're so busy. Mm-hmm. You know, we're busy moving on to the next thing, and that's how we miss it. And, um, yeah, I, I, when we talk, talk about it in the context of Run Club, um, you know, we would never – we're so busy building each other up in Run Club, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's nonstop. And it's great. It's fantastic. We have the ability to do that with everybody that's around us. Sure. Not just these people that we know that we love, but people that we don't know. And I think it's easy in the context of run club. Yes. But outside of run club, it can get a little bit messy, but we, we need to get down in the mess sometimes. Yep. Yeah. And it's biblical. It right? is. It is biblical. Proverbs 18, four says, uh, excuse me. Psalm 62 1 says truly my soul finds rest in God my salvation comes from him you know God tells us you know when things are hectic things are headed in the wrong direction things don't feel good we're, we're getting discouraged God tells us that we should get away from it and find him and find some comfort there because he will give us a respite from that if we'll look for it. Well, Jesus modeled that. That's right. I mean, he he always went away to pray. I mean, obviously the most famous is the Garden of Gethsemane, but I mean, many times Jesus, the disciples were looking for him and they're like, "Where's he at?" And he, I'm I'm with my Father, um, mm-hmm. and that's we, we need to do. We need to get. I don't know how many times I've said it on here. Find time to do nothing. Yeah. And in that doing nothing. 
talk to God. You know, it's funny you, you, that you say that. This past week, I was my son just had a birthday, and um, we were having lunch for his birthday, and he mentioned that very thing. Hmm. Um, I don't. He doesn't. I don't think he listens to our podcast or anything else. But he mentioned not exactly in those words, but how you need to take a step back and relax occasionally and mm-hmm. and soak some things in and you know and I, I thought that was was good to hear from him yeah how how we, we've talked before about the news we need a break from the news from time to time no well we? you know i've mentioned on here that i i, I kind of quit watching the news somewhat in the evenings but i was kind of watching it in the morning well the past week i haven't even been watching it in the morning yeah um because it is it's just it's fear and toxicity and just yeah so go to god when 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 things are when you're tired of the news go find god when things are bad at work don't wait till you get tired of the news well it's true that's (laughs) a good point it's a good point Um, when you feel attacked by somebody whatever the thing is that just wears you out that makes you tired that is hard um, realize that that god is what he's saying here in psalms is that he's there to comfort to make us to build us back up like we've been talking about mm-hmm. um, if we'll just find him um, scripture passage 3 ephesians four thirty two says be kind to one another tender-hearted forgiving one another as god in christ forgave you i'll tell you what that's loaded forgiving one another as god in christ forgave you think about those words i mean let those words sink in and how how the gravity of that statement is that god god gave his son god look what god did for us through jesus and then think about how hard it is for us to forgive somebody else and god commands us to forgive the way that he forgave i saw um it was in the past week. I don't. I don't remember what I was watching, but it was a video of. I can't remember the exact. I don't even know where I saw it, but it was based. The, the premise of it was somebody walked up to somebody and, and started talking to them, and they started talking about the the Taliban and the horrific things the Taliban does to people, and they said. Um, would you ever send your son over there with a sign on his chest that says American and drop him right in the middle of a Taliban Taliban camp? And the guy was like, no, not a chance. And and the guy, I mean, it went on for a few minutes. And the, and the point was, it's exactly what God did. That's what God did. He, wow. he dropped his son right in the middle of a Taliban camp. Yep. We we need to use the word Taliban because we can relate to it. That that brings the emotion in to to the picture we're trying. Because you know back then it was it was it was religious leaders. Yeah, and it kind of takes some of the it takes some of the sting away. It, our emotion doesn't get engaged many times. Right. But put it in today's terms of dropping your only child in the middle of a Taliban camp. With a sign on him that says "I'm an American," that triggers some something inside of us that yeah. the horrific idea of what's going to happen. That's exactly what God did. Yep. And and He did that for us. And yeah. 
I, I don't know. I don't. That that just really rung my bell this past week. The video that I saw, and I don't even know where I saw it. If I can think of it, I'll post it. But it was yeah. very, it was very well done video, wow. and it was just, it was pointing out the fact, the true sacrifice that that God gave us. Yeah, His perfect Son. Yeah, and think about this. You know, it the verse starts off by saying, "Be kind to one another," and we can all think if I say. Not everybody deserves somebody to be kind to them. When I say that, there's a person that sticks in your mind, mm-hmm. right? Automatically, somebody somebody comes up. God wants us to be kind to that person too. Mm-hmm. No matter who they are, um, God sent his son for us, no matter how much of a low life we are, no matter what we've done, no matter how bad we've been, God sent his son. The picture you us. got in your head just a minute ago when I said a Taliban camp. Yeah. God sent his son for those guys. Yes. Yes. That says it all. <laughs> that really puts it in perspective. Yeah. That he he wants those people to come to him just as much as he wants you and I to come to him. Yep. Yeah. Wow. How about a question? How can you bark less and wag more when running? <laughs> you know, when I read this question, I... <laughs> immediately had this picture in my head you know i have we have a uh kind of the run for god ambassador weenie dog named louie that said he stays out in the run for god shop and uh it's so funny to watch louie because and and this could be a ups commercial (laughs) but the ups driver comes to the run for god office pretty much every day and he brings packages in. It's usually the same guy. And when he comes in, he has a bone. He gives it to Louie. I mean, Louie's standing at the door. He hears the truck back in. And he's that tail's just wagging because he knows his buddy's about to come in and drop off the bone to him. Contrast that to when a FedEx driver pulls in. Usually a FedEx driver is a different person every time. FedEx drivers do not drive as carefully as UPS drivers. I don't know what it is. But they just don't. I don't. Uh, they don't. And it's usually a different person every time. That FedEx truck backs in. Louie is clawing the door down. Yeah. Like, let me at him. Let me at him. And, yeah, I mean, he, he wags his tail when the UPS driver comes in. So, you know, for what it's worth, I don't know what that story has to do with this question. But <laughs> it's funny to watch that he's... It's, He's happy and comfortable with those he knows. You know, it's funny, too, when you think about it in the context of run club culture. Um, you, sure. We're talking about two two different companies. I worked for a company that used each one of those different right. services at different times. And we saw the same thing with those drivers. Um, really? Yes. So it's not just here? No. No, and so I, th- I think that's. But well, what is it? It's it's got to be a culture. <laughs> well, I know there's a video out there, and you can look it up. Look up. It's a video that's contrasting a UPS driver, a FedEx driver, and an Amazon Prime driver. Have you seen this video? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I mean the the Amazon Prime driver. It shows him pulling up and uh, putting the package in front of the doorstep, and he grabs the broom and he sweeps off the front porch. Then it shows the UPS driver coming up and he kind of throws the box down and then he leaves and the FedEx driver pulls up and he 
throws the box at the door and then he kicks the door in and he tears the front door off and then he leaves and it's a it's a funny video yeah you didn't really laugh at that you'll laugh when you see the video i think i have seen it actually now that you mention it (laughs) just everybody keep in mind we're not talking about a particular company and how bad a company is or anything like that that's not that's not not, but it's you know but but these are just situations and things that we've seen yeah we've observed so um yeah you know what a dog when a dog barks it's because he's either being protective which is probably what louis is doing yeah or or there's some danger uh one or the other um and then when he's happy and comfortable he wags his tail and so the first time somebody comes to my house um that my dog hasn't met Mm -hmm. she may bark a little bit right she may she doesn't know if there's danger she doesn't know what she doesn't know whether to be comfortable or not and so she may bark a little bit but then after that after that first time that she does that she gets more and more comfortable with that person and i think about that in in the context of 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 our running that the first few times that we go out to run and we try something new we try to go a little further we try to go a little faster Mm -hmm. it's uncomfortable and it's hard and we're um for lack of a better term and for this story we're barking Mm -hmm. (laughs) but the more we do it the more we can wag our tail while we do it yeah and and i think that's uh interesting comparison here in what the story is talking about so we have to embrace though that uncomfortableness because we have to realize that every time we do that uncomfortable thing that it eventually leads to that wagging tail and when we can do that you know you see a there's there's two different types of dog well there's more than two different types of dog but i've seen both types of dog when i'm running i've seen dogs that it doesn't matter how many times i run by how often I say or do or stop, maybe pet, do whatever. Some dogs will never, ever stop being barking. And then some dogs, you know, after a while, they get used to it uh, and are more friendly or just let you go by or they realize there's no danger or whatever. Um, That dog that gets used to me going by and just sits on the porch and just watches me go by, way more comfortable Mm -hmm. than that other one. Why? Because he realizes not only is there no danger, but um, this I'm enjoying the scenery. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes with running, we just need to enjoy what we're doing, and there's we can do that. I, I, who was it? I was talking to. Um, it was Landon? I was talking to, and Landon said uh, uh, he said something like, "I, I still don't love running, <laughs> but I do what I have to do." Um, but he loves it more than he says he does. Yeah. You know what he, I mean? He don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think he wants to admit that at this point. Um, but yeah, th- th- I think that bark less, wag more. You'll enjoy your running way more if you'll just accept and embrace the uncomfortableness. Landon's relationship with running is like the dog that sits on his front porch who. He's not coming and barking at you yet, but he's also not wagging his tail yet. Yeah. He's just kind of looking at <laughs> you like the verdict's still out. That's on right. This. That's right. Yeah. That's exactly Maybe, right. maybe one day you'll get him to wagging his tail. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> another question. How can God help you when you are dog tired? We don't have anybody out there probably that's tired, though. That probably doesn't happen. You know, I thought about this Sunday night. Um, 
I had a meeting that I needed to go to and I, I mean we had a we had a busy week last week and Sunday night I just wanted to sit here I just wanted to do nothing that we talked about and so so I chose to do that we just we we actually grilled on the grill and had our next door neighbors over and we just sat in the driveway yeah in a lawn chair and there's there's comfort peace and rest in that with with going to people that you know some great friends of ours and just talking things through but that's exactly what god wants you know we we trust god we know god there's comfort in god and sometimes he wants us to do the same thing with him just cancel everything sit in a lawn chair for a lack of a better phrase and just talk to him yeah because that's there's there's rest in that yeah. there's peace in that um but so many times we'll, we'll we'll find something to plug in that schedule right when something cancels we feel like we got to put something back yeah. in well sometimes god wants just put god right there yeah and sit and, and bask in him for a little while and um uh, you, you never do that you never ever do that and say man i wish i wouldn't have done that no i needed to get yeah. something else done yeah every time we do it we're so thankful we did but so many times we find something to fill that before we ever get there. Yeah, and I think there are people out there. there now, there's, I'm I'm one of those who I, I have to have some downtime occasionally because mm-hmm. if I don't, I, I get so tied up in knots that it'll drive me crazy. So I, I really need those times. That's why running is so therapeutic for me. Mm-hmm. It's not just a. It's not just because I love to run fast and I like to train and all that stuff. But running is an unwinding time for mm-hmm. me. It's a time for me to get away from all the the other things that you have to do. Uh, but there's so many people out there who think that they like the idea mm-hmm. of being so busy all the time and it's what they should do and it's how they should be. And I would say to that person, take, take a step back. Well, really. I'm one of those people. You are. I, I, you I are. feel yeah. like, I feel like I need to be, I don't do good with downtime, but you've realized the value, but of I've it. learned that there's value in it i've learned that we i need it and so i purposely (laughs) sometimes i'll pencil in or i'll schedule in downtime and i know that sounds kind of ridiculous but we have to yeah you know we we have to because there is value because the society wants us to stay busy society wants us to stay so busy that we don't have time for god and we Satan don't have time for scripture. Stay busy. Exactly. Mm. Satan, society, yeah. Sometimes that's yeah. they coincide, but <laughs> but we 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 understand the benefit of it and we we gotta have it. Yeah. We gotta have time. Just schedule it. Try it. If you've never done it, if you're one of those people like me who just feels like I will constantly just keep filling my schedule up, clear the schedule. Yeah. And just sit and just talk to god as weird as it sounds i mean to to sit in a lounge chair or lawn chair outside on a beautiful day and just start the conversation with thank you god yeah and you'll be amazed at how that conversation will will kick off yeah um but you we got to be intentional yeah about because if we just go with the flow we'll completely miss god yeah yeah and i think there's some we we have aids these days too. It's good to it's good you need to unplug occasionally and just talk with God. But there's other things that you can do too that are kind of building that can kind of help help you relax. I you know, I like to listen to a, a sermon mm-hmm. or something every once in a while. 
um, and, and that's a, a good builder. You know, it's a sure. good time to just maybe sit back and just listen. Um, we got all these contraptions, these these phones that we have in our hands, and, mm-hmm. and that that can be so bad and can take up so much time. But we can also use them for positive too. Mm-hmm. So uh, so find so find that. I remember when I was a human resources manager, and uh, it, when you're a human resources manager, sometimes it's one negative thing after another. Sure, everything that walks through your door is a negative thing. And sometimes you get, you would drag you down, you get so weary from it. And I can remember times where I would just, I, I would realize, I would recognize it. And so if you're out there and you're really, really stressed about things, recognize it. And I would get up from my desk and I would go, I, I know I got something else I need to be doing right now, but I'm going to go walk through the plant and just talk with people. Take a half an hour mm-hmm. to go talk with some folks. It always felt so good. Yeah. What was I doing? I was getting away from the negativity and I was finding just, it was still doing something, mm-hmm. but it was doing something more therapeutic and enjoyable. Yeah. So you don't have to necessarily just be sit there quietly. Although I would say we need to do that. Sure. For sure. Uh, but there's other ways to do that. And you know, the run club Facebook page, it's a lot like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, when you want some words of encouragement, all you got to do is go on. You don't have to. You don't have to scroll long. Yeah. <laughs> Question: How do you respond when someone calls you a dirty dog or something worse? <laughs> I think that's that's a funny question, which goes along with the whole story. Um, I've I've gotten better at this, mm-hmm. you know, over time. Uh, I know that. Any time that you're doing anything that is God-centered, there's going to be attacks, and there's going to be people who are going to either call you names or question your motives or, or whatever. Um, I've learned to be a lot more calm when those things happen. Um, I've learned to take it as a badge of honor. When we're, when we're, you know, Scripture's pretty clear that if if we're if we're doing anything in God's name, we will. Not we may, we will be attacked. And so, you know, many times it, in a weird way, it lets us know that we're doing something right. Um, but we, we got to, God's got to be driving that. It can't be Mitchell or Dean yeah. driving it. But God will give you peace in those times many times. Um, as bad and vile as some of the things we've heard thrown our way, strangely, there's comfort in that. Well, and I remember back when I was in college, I had a college professor who told a story one time and just really short. He talked about how this guy, big guy, big football player, just a not, and he was, he was in high school. And one day he was walking down the hall. He came around this, this curve and there was this little kind of nerdy guy with a bunch of books in his hands. And he came by and he knocked this guy over, didn't stop to say, I'm sorry, nothing, but just kept going. Well, the kid fell. And when he fell, he landed on the ground and broke his arm. Mm. And everybody was talking about how rude the guy was that knocked this kid down. And so for the the next day, they came back to school and the big guy wasn't there, but the little guy was there, and he kept telling everybody the story. He had his arm in a cast, and he's telling everybody about how how he was treated and how bad this was, and he's got this broken arm because this guy was just so callous and just walked around, and, and um, 
this this story grew bigger and bigger throughout the day at the school. Well, the next day, the big guy comes back to school, and the guy comes to the, to the little guy and he says, "Listen, I heard the story. I didn't realize what had happened." I had just got word that my sister was in a car wreck and I was trying to get to the hospital. I had no idea that you were there. didn't even know what happened. I'm so sorry. Hmm. What we find out a lot of times is people who are lashing out and people who do things that aren't positive things, there's a reason for it. There's some pain behind those words that they share with us. And we really, really need to take that under consideration sometimes that there's a reason for it. Yeah, and the, the, somebody really helped me understand. Well, it was Mark Yoho, um, the guy who helped write chapters 9 and 10. Um, he, he said one time that the people who – because, I mean, we get some pretty vile stuff thrown at Run for God, especially on our uh, God Loves You campaigns and the, the things that we push out there kind of to the secular world. I mean, just some hateful stuff. And he told me one time, he said, that's the lowest hanging fruit because people who lash out like that at the name of God, not not at Run for God, not, not at anything else personally, they're lashing out at what we stand for. Mm-hmm. He said, those are the people many times that they're under the most conviction. Yeah, and they're 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 lash. It's 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 the evil one lashing out through them, and it has nothing to do with with run for God. But it's the convictions there. He said, "Think about it. The people who see your ad and don't agree with it and don't say anything. That's yeah. that's just a lack of conviction. But the people who are lashing out, something is driving them deep inside to do that. And he said, those are the biggest opportunities as well because if if you can turn that person yeah. to Christ, many times that personality of that person is one of those who who's very vocal. Yeah. And if you can turn them to Christ, they'll be just as vocal yeah. in, in for Christ. Yep. And uh, it really changed my way of thinking about how, and it's it's exactly how Paul thought about people. That's exactly right. I mean, he was he was he was witnessing and singing to the people that had him in chains in yeah. prison. He was he was preaching to the guards. And I don't know, it's just a completely different perspective because Mitchell's what Mitchell wants is to lash back. Yeah. You know, you're wrong and here's why you're wrong and start pointing your finger and that never works. No. It never ever works. If you're in prison, it'll get you killed. Yep. Never works. But Jesus is always the answer to go back and if we could do more of that think about how different this world would be yeah 100 percent. good word at run for god we care about more than just your exercise we care about your relationship with god and we believe that the music you listen to while you run can help build your relationship with god that's why we partnered with j radio j radio offers a variety of positive and christian playlists that you can listen to while you run. You can find a playlist that is put together by Run Club members just like you and the Run for God station at J Radio. Okay, so we're back. I'll beat you to the punch again. (laughs) So if you're out there and you work for FedEx, (laughs) 
we 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 were having fun i i don't know why i started thinking about this but we were not we were not bashing any company out there that we were talking about some videos we were talking about the fedex and ups driver that come to my house so we're not casting a blanket over any company out there so before i get a nasty letter from fedex corporate which i know i won't get just know we were doing it all in fun and in love 100 percent. all right hey so the next event we have coming up is the hawkins 10k right the hawkins family 10k yeah Yeah, that's got a pretty cool ring to it yeah it's a very different event yeah uh you and i are actually not even heading this thing up no you know angie and patrick invited us down last year they were doing a kind of a a makeshift 10k yeah. Uh, for the 10K race, you and I, along with the college girls and our family, went down and, and ran it with them. And they basically drew a line across a, a, a running path yeah. through this beautiful area of Cartersville, Georgia. And she had a cooler with some waters out on the course. Yeah. And we got done and we were like, this was awesome because it was no frills. I mean, the 5K, it was a production yeah. here in Dalton. The 10K is going to be opposite that. Yeah. But there's something just as appealing about that. So, yeah, Patrick and Angie have agreed to to take this on. I think they've in, in, pulled in some help from the Run Club community. They're heading this thing up. We're simply going to be promoting it and be part of it. They, they did it as a fundraiser for Run for God last year. Uh, raised quite a bit of money um, yeah. for, for what we do here. And uh, they've decided to do it again this year. But we're going to invite everybody. If you can make it to Cartersville, we want you to join us. Uh, the link is on the website. You can go find out all the information. You can do it virtually. There is no charge to it. If you want to make a donation, that would be great as well. They are doing this as a fundraiser for Run for God once again. But no matter how many people we have show up, it's still going to be a line yep. across this running path. It's yep. probably going to be the same course. It might be a little bit bigger, cooler out on the course depending on how many people we have but there's no there's not going to be big music there's not going to it's not going to be a production it's going to be very low key and we're, we're not even i don't even think they're securing the venue we're just all going to show up i think it's a school yeah we started out we're just yeah. all going to show up there like it's just a bunch of people showing up to run on this running trail in Carsville, georgia and it was a it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah, it's going to be fun. And that course, what I remember about the course, it was out and back pretty much for, yeah. for the most part. And so that kind of made it fun because when you went out and you turned around and you came back, you saw all You're the – high-fiving everybody yeah, coming back. Yeah, yeah. It was a lot of, it's a lot of fun. So I remember back when the Atlanta Track Club – I was part of the – of course, I lived down near Atlanta. And mm-hmm. so the Atlanta Track Club was a big part of my life when I was in high school. Uh, but they had these no frills races. I can't remember. They, they had a name for them, but I can't remember what they were. But it, they would charge $2 if you weren't a Atlanta Track Club member, and it would be free for Atlanta Track Club members. And it was no frills. They yeah. just basically did the same thing, almost the same thing, as Angie and Patrick are doing. And it was so much fun to go to those races because you went, you ran, and you went home. And it wasn't it was fun mm-hmm. to just just go out there and not have all the fanfare and stuff. Now some people love all the fanfare and stuff. I'm not I'm not huge on that myself, but I get it. But this one's going to be different and it's going to be fun. It, it is. It, but we just like we talked about it at the beginning of this podcast. People didn't come to the Run for God 5K 
for the fanfare and the race. They came to be with each other, and that's going to be yeah. the cool thing. If so, if you can make it, yeah. make it. We would love to have you. Um, and uh, if you can't run it virtually with us, yeah. uh, we may even try to figure out how to rig up a um, maybe some kind of cam. Yeah. To where you you know if you're out there you could you could watch it. Maybe we'll put the camera on somebody. Maybe we'll put it on you. That'd be fun. you know facing out and yeah they can run with Dean or I don't know you know we'll we'll get creative. Yeah, that would be there's, fun. There's no plan really. I mean there is. Patrick and Angie are definitely planning this thing, but there's no. You know, it's going to be very different. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be fun. All right. It is time for Dean's thoughts. And that's a time when I share something I've written about the intersection between running and faith. And I just alluded to it, but the five run for God 5k race weekend was as much about the people as it was about the race as we just talked about. Um, So I've got this one entitled. It wasn't about the race. I didn't count the number of great stories I heard over the Run for God race weekend, but they were both many and fantastic. Stories of redemption, stories of forgiveness, stories of grace, stories of overcoming. So many stories. And I think that's what God had in mind when he made us. I believe he wants us to share a piece of ourselves with others to encourage and build up the people around us. There was a lot of that going on over that weekend. Some people shared their race stories with me. Some of them were very happy with their performance, while others were just happy to have been able to find the finish line. I heard many talk about how how much they have learned about running and walking through the Run for God group. Some wanted to discuss injuries, because if you have an injury, it seems to be the all you can think about. We shared ideas about how to get better, and there were many other running-focused discussions. The Run for God 5K weekend has become my favorite weekend of the year. The group spends time together every week through Facebook. Sometimes social media is a destructive and demeaning thing, but not with the Run for God club group or Run Club group. It reminds me how of how nuclear power can be such a great thing, but in the hands of the wrong people can be devastating. That is social media in a nutshell. It depends on how it's used. It can be a great good, and Run Club has proven that premise beyond a shadow of a doubt. I listened to several people tell me about how friends and family at home wondered why anyone would travel so far to participate in a 5K. After all, they would say, there are so many 5Ks closer to home. But I heard each of them tell me the same thing. It wasn't about the 5K. It was about the people. And that's why it was a perfect end of the week when the pastor of Grove Level Baptist Church, Charlie Bridges, talked about connection in his sermon on Sunday. It pulled everything together from the weekend. Isn't it fun to watch God work? Here's the thing about connection. We all yearned to be in Dalton, Georgia because of the people who converged on our tiny town. We wanted to be with those people to share stories and hugs with them so badly that we were willing to travel from as far away as California, Alaska, Hawaii, and Ireland just to be with the group. What a tremendous feeling it is to be surrounded by such a group. And there were many more who could not make it, but surely wanted to be there. If logistics and money weren't an issue, we could have had five times the number of people in Dalton. God has certainly blessed this group in a mighty way. But let me ask the same questions Charlie asked in a different way. 
Is your relationship with Jesus stronger than the bond you feel with your fellow Run Club members? Do you yearn to be with Jesus every day the way you yearn to be around other Run Club members? For most of us, we couldn't wait to get out of bed over that weekend and meet up with our friends. Do we wake up every day in anticipation of our time with God? Relationships are the foundation of the Run for God Run Club, and a and a relationship is the foundation of how we interact with God. They are similar in so many ways. We should look at our daily time with God just like we look at our time with each other. It should be something that we yearn for rather than something to be endured. What does your time with God look like every day? We had many travel a long way to meet up with a bunch of people we met online through Facebook. It took a lot of money, time, and planning to pull it off. Other things had to be set aside temporarily to make it happen. Are we doing the same thing for Jesus? Are we making sure nothing gets in the way of that relationship? Let me paraphrase what Charlie asked. How's your connection to Jesus? It's a great story, Dean. What a good sermon. Very convicting. To, to end the weekend. It yeah. was. Yeah. Um, had a few people, you know, I've talked on here about Charlie Summers before, and, and I've said that some of the best ones are the ones you walk out and your toes hurt when you yeah. leave. And yeah. I had a few people <laughs> say that when we, we walked out that morning because yeah. sometimes the truth is uncomfortable and that's you you framed it in a great way you know is do we yearn for our relationship with Christ the same way we yearn for our relationship with our run club family yeah that's a question that needs to be thought about yeah there's a hierarchy by, there by all of us yeah yeah there's a hierarchy there that we have sure. whether whether we want to recognize it or not yeah right um what what is most important in our life um it, it's there we right. can ignore what that actually looks like or we can embrace it or change it or whatever direction that we need to go in mm. uh yeah very well done yeah it's a, we had um one run club member who had uh hadn't been a run club member for very long um and they had car trouble mm-hmm and there's nothing worse than car trouble in my estimation. Mm -mm. And that will drive me as crazy as anything in the world is having car trouble. And he had he was having car trouble. He said he texted me. He said we we may not make it to the dinner because we're having car trouble. Well, I went and met him, and uh, in the parking lot of Walmart, which is where they were parked, waiting for their car to cool down because it was overheating. Mm -hmm. And and in talking about that, uh, you know, I felt so bad for him. You know, here he is. He's hours away from home. He's in this parking lot. He can't really go anywhere. And he and his wife are sitting in this parking lot. And I'm thinking, how frustrating that is to me. And I'm not even the person in it. Mm -hmm. And he was so calm about it. And he was just his his attitude was it's just part of God's story. Mm. This is this weekend is about God's story and us being obedient to him. And for whatever reason, he's got us hanging out in a parking lot right now. And uh, with good car trouble, <clears throat> how awesome yeah. is it to have that kind of outlook? And that's kind of our all of our outlooks should be, yeah, God, you might have me in a place that's uncomfortable where I don't want to be, um, but what are you trying to show me through this this situation? And in a way, it felt like he was 
he was just yearning to be where God wanted him. And he really, really, in his heart of hearts, felt like being there in that parking lot was where God had him right there. And he was completely at peace with it. Because logic should tell you that he should be wanting to be where he was headed, which was to all the run club people. Yes. We were having a yeah a meetup downtown, mm-hmm. but he, he was fine with not being there, which, which to your point tells me his relationship with Christ is stronger than his relationship with the run club. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's God's story. I mean, we're talking about it now. Yeah. Um, man, that's... It's a great, pers- great, perspective. great perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a there were several things that happened this weekend. You know, my there's one thing on me that as I get older works better every year. Mm-hmm. That's my forgetter, and it never worked good. No, no. It's, <laughs> uh, but but there are a lot of things we saw this weekend. I, I, I'm not going to forget. Yeah. Do you struggle with motivation to exercise? Are you looking for something that will challenge you and inspire and motivate you? The Run for God Run Club is just what you need to get off the couch and on your way to a fitter, healthier you. Stop trying to get into better shape and do it. With the help and inspiration of thousands of others who are going through the same challenges you face, whether you're participating in the Couch to Marathon Challenge or just looking for a daily pick-me-up to get active, join the Run for God Run Club today. You can join for as little as 27 cents a day. So what are you waiting for? Get started today at www.runforgod.com. So you, uh, you you were talking about your forgetter and how it it's working less and less the older you get. Lane come in uh, a few days ago and he he found out uh, on top of all the other things that's going on with Lane right now he's deficient in vitamin D. Vitamin D is that right? That's yeah. the sunshine, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, he said that uh, the gentleman he was talking to about his vitamin D, either you know he's taking supplements. He said, but vitamin d and i don't know if this is true I, I assume it's true because the guy was telling lane this he said but vitamin d also unlocks a lot of your dna tendencies and when you're when you're uh when you're when you don't have enough vitamin d sometimes it will suppress those things so lane was all excited he said because lane is a he's a, he's not a good planner he's yeah. not a good planner i and he's working on that but he said and i'm like completely the opposite i'm right. like everything's planned out even even my unplanned things are planned and he came and he said now that i'm taking all this vitamin d it's going to unlock the planning side of my dna that comes from you and i'm going to start planning a lot better <laughs> i said well i hope you're right <laughs> uh that's a great story <laughs> did you know that about vitamin D? No, Have you ever I don't think that? I've ever heard that. I've never that. heard that. Now, I know that vitamin D, there's a, vitamin D has a ton, a ton of benefits yeah. keeping your vitamin D levels up. And there's a lot of people who take lots and lots of vitamin D to try yeah. to keep their their levels as high as possible. Hmm. I take a couple of vitamin never D every morning. Yeah. Do you really? I do. Yeah. Well, I want to give a special shout out to all of those people. We we had such a great weekend. And I want to give a special shout out to those folks who couldn't be here. Yeah. Who wanted to be here. There are several that posted that online that they wish they could be here. And, you know, it was it was great to see them. They wish they could be here and they were bummed about not being here, but they wanted to be so supportive too of mm-hmm. everybody that was here. And so just a special shout out to those folks. Um, don't want to bring up any names, but 
I'm sure there are some that come. But I know they've got away. next April already penciled in their calendar. Absolutely. Going to make that happen. Yeah. And some of them were here last year. Yeah. And well, we're really eager to be here this year, but something popped up and, you know, and they, they couldn't make it. So, um, yeah, huh. I just, uh, yeah, it was such a, such a great, great group. Yeah. And last year, you know, we had a, we had a pretty large group last year that made it to the marathon, mm-hmm. that this was the first step of that journey. Um, and it appears that this year the group is much larger than it was last year. And so I think it's going to be interesting to see what kind of group we eventually have in Gulf Shores on the Couch to Marathon journey. And again, for all the people out there who are, you know, maybe you're a runner and you do 5Ks or you walk 5Ks or maybe you just got done graduating the 5K challenge, the 10K is starting right now. Yeah. You, you you can still slide right in to the Couch to Marathon and join us in Gulf Shores next January. And uh, I really encourage you to do that. Um, yeah. you, you may think it's impossible. You know, there's a lot of people out there that says, well, I can't run a marathon. What's our answer to that? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Mm-hmm. If you can do a 5K, you can do a marathon. Yep. No question about it. There's no doubt in my mind. Um, the only question is, are you going to get to the point where you can believe it? And big things will happen when you can unlock that part of your brain to where you start having confidence about unknowns. And for many people, running a marathon is an unknown. It's not a, I can't do it. That's what we, that's what comes out of our mouth many times. But a lot of times that's because of fear, fear of unknown, whatever. And uh, we're here to tell you, we've seen it. We, last year was a test case and we We saw people who had never run complete the marathon this past January. That's right. And man, the, the change in those people, we didn't know those people when they started, but to hear about the change in those people is incredible. And some of those people, just so everybody knows, some of those people were clearly not people who somebody would look at and go, oh, yeah, that's probably not going to be a problem for that person to run a marathon, right? right? Yeah, I mean, you cannot, there is no, <laughs> there, there really is no, we, we make stereotypes sometimes, but there is no stereotypical runner. Yeah, that's Runners right. come in all shapes, all sizes, all weights, all ages, all backgrounds. Yep. Pretty much anybody with a few exceptions, can run a marathon, That's period. Right. That's right. But the question is, like you said, do you believe it? Mm-hmm. And are you willing to put in what work it takes to get there? Yeah. And when you get there, oh, it's a magical moment. So if you're on the fence right now and you're thinking, oh, well, I wish they would quit talking about this because I really feel like I need to do a marathon. We don't really need to do a marathon, but... I'm feeling something tugging me to do the marathon. I dare you. Pull the trigger. I dare you. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I double dog dare you. <laughs> the darer. Yeah. You know, one of the great things about this upcoming marathon, you know, Disney last year was cool. It was great. It yeah. was magical. Disney had, you know, there's things that Disney can do. Nobody else can do. I get it. All that. But we're going to be, our run club folks are going to be a significant portion of the participants in Mm -hmm. this marathon next year in Gulf Shores, Alabama. And it is going to be awesome. I mean, we're going to take over the town of Gulf Shores, basically. Yeah. Because I'm not afraid to say that we could maybe double the size of that that entire race weekend, possibly, for them. Kind of takes us back to the very first, the second 
graduating class of Run for God, which showed up to the Dalton Half Marathon. Mm-hmm. I remember. And it. just took it over. I mean, it was, you were actually, you weren't even part of Run for God then, but you were running nope. it. Did you win it that I year? I won it. Yeah. You won it that year. Yeah. And I, I kind of got tickled because there was a, a beer vendor there, a beer tent there. Yeah. What? Nobody was going to the beer tent. It was like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was just all, I, it, yeah, it was. So uh, we got to see that firsthand, you know, years ago, and it'll be cool to see that again at, at Ghost Shores. I hope, I hope that happens. Yeah. Yep. You know, thinking about, and you mentioned it a few minutes ago there, back to the beginning of the Couch to Marathon program. We weren't sure if it would work, you know? Yeah. Um, but now we've seen hundreds of people do it. And again, just like you said, you can do it. You can do it. If you're wondering if you can do it, you need to get involved. And there's there's some people out there right now who who just started the 5K challenge uh, just a few weeks ago. And uh, go ahead and start thinking about next year. Yeah. January, we're doing this all over again. That's right. You know, and Lord willing, we're going to do this every year from now on. Um, yeah. And so if you're, if you're in the first few weeks of the 5K challenge right now and you're thinking, wow, that would be so awesome to do it the door is wide open come january to do this all again amen amen well how about a trivia question for this week this one's very simple and you know what we may have asked this before but i'm not sure but it's one we need to it needs to be asked if we haven't when was the first women's olympic marathon and who won it do you know the answer to that one i don't oh wow I yeah. don't know that one. The first women's Olympic marathon, it may surprise you when the first women's Olympic marathon was. And it really struck me as I was thinking about this this week that the person who did it and how good of a runner that person was for that day and that time. And uh, we'll talk more about that next week when we give you the answer. But if you know the answer, then you can send me a message at dean at runforgod.com. If you're the first one to give me the answer to that question, who won the first women's first Olympic marathon? Um, and uh, yeah, when was it? When yeah. was it and who won? Now, we, we kind of, we've kind of stopped saying this recently, but remember, you got to send it to dean at runforgod.com. You got to send it to his email address, not Facebook Messenger, not customer service. Um, sometimes those come through those channels, and and Dean doesn't know who's first when it comes to those other channels. So it's got to be sent to Dean at RunForGod.com to be in the running to win. That is right. Yep. Well, every week I share a reason why running is so awesome, and this goes along with this weekend. Running friends. You know, running brings us together like very few other things. I, I guess it's the you know, the suffering that we go through when we're running, it hurts, it's hard. And so that brings people together when we endure something together, anything we do like that, you know, it, it makes a big difference. Um, and then the sharing of not just running things, non-running things and running things. Mm-hmm. Um, as we talk about after a race, it's so much fun to talk about what happened during the race, after the race. Uh, and then that leads to other things that we begin to talk about Um and then, of course, running friends as it relates to the run club. We just talked about social media can be a good thing. And in mm-hmm. this case, we have proven that. And so uh, I feel like it's, it's amazing how many friends I feel like I have now compared to before run club. Mm-hmm. You know, and you just so many people that we've met. Yeah. And I, I feel like I need to say this. You know, the cool thing about run club is there have been people 
several people who joined Run Club. They were cheerleaders of Run Club. And for whatever reason, they started struggling. You know, maybe in their walk, and they kind of voiced it. Mm -hmm. And this club just gathered around them Mm -hmm. and encouraged them and, and, and helped bring those people back to a strong relationship with Christ. And, you know, there's some, there's some dealing with that right now. I'm not yeah. going to say any names. Um, but there's been some people have kind of reached out and said, hey, I'm struggling. There, there's been some people that we thought were on the way out that were there this past weekend. Yeah. And it's, it's, all, because the, it's all because of what this club brings um, that we just don't see. We just don't see as much. We, we don't get that type of encouragement just out and about in our communities. Mm-hmm. Um, this club brings a hefty dose of that. And for some, and if you're out there listening, you know who you are. Mm-hmm. The, what what the members of this club have done um, has helped keep those people accountable mm-hmm. and encouraged and, and motivated. And that's just, that's one of the things we don't talk about very much um, because that can get very personal. Yeah. Um, but that's another aspect of this club that it just it's unlike any club out there yeah and one of the things that i hear a lot is people who are off by themselves they don't have anybody to train with there's not a local group there and they're a little challenged by the idea of trying to do something on their own but let me assure you if you're in that boat if you live out in the middle of nowhere and you don't have anybody to run with this group Mm-hmm. We'll hold you accountable and we'll support you and we'll encourage you and you'll find motivation to get out there and do it. That's what most people are looking for. You know, when I have a training partner, somebody that will run with me, then I have this motivation to get out and do it because somebody else is doing it with me. You can do that electronically and it really works. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you're that person who's afraid, well, I don't have a group to run with. Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. Yes, you do. And, uh, and they'll rally around you when things are good and when things are bad. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's great. Good episode, Dean. Yeah. Well, we do have a motivational thought of the week. I wanted to leave this, leave with this because this was the challenge. This was the last challenge to us as Run Club members before everybody departed. And I talked about it a little while ago, and I wanted to quote Charlie Bridges again. How's your connection to Jesus? Mm. You know, if you're not sure about that connection to Jesus, we have a place people can go, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I mean, if you're out there and you're questioning anything, uh, maybe you're questioning your salvation, you're questioning where your walk with God is right now, maybe maybe you know that you've never come to the foot of the cross and accepted Christ as your personal Savior, go to runforgod.com forward slash peace with God. That's a page that's built just for you. Um, it's uh, We have to give credit to the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Uh, these are their videos, um, but we learned years ago that Billy Graham's doing what he does best here, and it's keeping things simple and yeah. to the point. And, it, and he he does an incredibly effective job, or did an incredibly effective job at pointing people to Christ. He preached the cross, and he yeah. stuck to that, and that's what these videos are. So go check those out if you've got any questions at all. Absolutely. Now, until next week, may God bless every step of every run and walk 
Go out there and shine your light. Good job, Dean. For more information about the Run for God ministry, go to runforgod.com. If you have questions about your salvation, click on the Peace with God tab. There's nothing more important. Thanks for joining us today.